Welcome, patrons, to my very first podcast audio recording exclusively for my patrons. I've decided to use this new format and platform because it's going to be, I think, easier and better for you to get the story time episodes that I love to provide for you from the different books that I've been reading. I am going to be reading today from another book I'm going to add to our library of storytime readings. This one is the Pastel Artist Handbook. It's a wonderful book filled with so much practical information for my patrons and for artists really of every level. I'm not abandoning our previous books, but I thought it would be fun to maybe go back and forth between the three books. So this will be the first reading for the Pastel Artist Handbook. I will be providing you the pages that I'm reading from so you can follow along. But I also thought this method might be nice to have an audio recording so you can listen while you're driving and then go back and read the pages at your convenience. I'm also going to be providing a little quiz at the end of each episode and each reading. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and enjoy this story time in the audio format. I'm not going to be reading the introduction, but I'm going to start at the first few pages where they start actually really giving you some good information. And this is going to be about three pages of reading. Let me make sure and see. Uh, yes, actually, I think it's just two pages of reading. So here we go. The Pleasure of Pastels. Because pastel is such a rapid and responsive medium, it is ideal for recording the fleeting, transitory effects so often found in nature. Melting mists, scuttling clouds, crashing waves, all these can be captured with a few rapid, decisive strokes. I really like those two words used in this book. Have you ever noticed pastel artwork that just looks so fresh and the marks are just so perfectly rendered? They're not static or stiff, but they're gestural and free. There are no colors to be pre-mixed. Don't you love that about pastels? No drying times to worry about. No brushes to be kept clean. In short, no tiresome procedures to dampen your enthusiasm or dull your response to the subject. The unique quality of pastels is their versatility. They can be used as both drawing and painting medium. Simply by twisting and turning the crayon, I'm not sure why they called it crayon, by turning the pastel, using the tip and then the side, you can create several different effects. Fine, precise lines, broad sweeping strokes, and solid, dense layers of color. And these can be combined in an almost infinite number of ways. Thus, pastel is equally appropriate for highly finished complex studies or for rapid impressions. The colors are not only immensely varied from soft, delicate tints to bright, vibrant hues and rich, deep darks, but also extremely pure. I love that word because they are pure color, pure and luminous, due in part to the way in which light reflects off the myriad particles 
on the surface of the painting. Have you ever wondered why your painting might look muddied and dull? That's because often if we overwork our pastels, they lose that little crystal or shimmery effect. Furthermore, pastel colors remain fresh and lively from the start and do not change color when applied, unlike watercolor, for example, which appears much paler when dry, or oil paint, which sinks into the canvas and can darken or even crack with age. Now, for my patrons, have any of you worked in other mediums? Um, if you have, I'm sure you can relate to these examples here. Watercolor definitely dries lighter. Um, often acrylic paint can dry darker. So pastels remain in their pure color, whether they're in your hand or on your surface. On the purely practical level, pastels are simple and convenient to use. Amen, that's why I started using them. You don't need much in the way of extra equipment such as brushes, knives, and mixing mediums, and no preparation of the painting surface is necessary. That is, of course, patrons, unless you're creating your own surface. And I have to say, that's one of the reasons I loved pastels so much, is they're just ready to go. You put it in your hand and you're ready to paint. Just lay out your pastels and you're ready to start. Just what I just said. When you're finished, all you need to do is put away your pastels. There are no brushes to clean, no palette to scrape, and no need to cover up the pigments to stop them from drying out. Of course, pastel does have its drawbacks too, but what medium doesn't? One of the great masters of pastel painting, Quentin de la Tour, 1704-1788, once wrote to a friend, Pastels, my lord Marquis, involve a number of further obstacles, such as dust, the weakness of some pigments, the fact that the tone is never correct, and that one must blend one's colors on the paper itself and apply a number of strokes with different sticks, I'm going to say, they use the word crayons, instead of one, that there is a risk of spoiling when the work is done, and that no one has no expedient if its spirit is lost. So if you do encounter difficulties with the medium, take heart, you're in good company. So that were those were his words on some of the drawbacks to pastels, uh, but I really have found many workarounds to a lot of the things he just mentioned. The most obvious drawback of pastel is its fragility. I tell you what, for years, patrons, I have wanted to be able to come up with a method to display pastels without putting them behind glass and having them protected, but they are quite fragile, not as much as some people think, but they do need long-term protection. The sticks sometimes crumble and break under pressure, and a pastel painting is vulnerable to accidental smudging and smearing if it's not mounted under glass or protected with fixative. Also, though pastels are easier to handle and more immediate in use than oil paints are, they are less flexible. For example, you can't mix pigments on the palette to achieve just the right color or tone. You must work with pre-existing range of tints, creating special color effects directly on the paper, just like I was quoting that one artist. Similarly, mistakes are easily rectified in oils and to some extent acrylics by wiping out with a rag or simply overpainting the offending area. But in pastel, 
they require more careful treatment because the surface can easily become clogged, smeared, or damaged. Finally, because pastel is both a drawing and a painting medium, the ability of the artist to draw confidently and well and well is more important than in some other media. Weak drawing can, to a certain extent, be masked in an oil painting, but in pastel, the marks made by the artist's hand remain visible and unchanging. So you have to get them right the first time. Now, I really loved this little reading. I agree with it, and uh, but I do think we have found ways to work around a lot of these things. But I will sum up by saying, I like what they just said in this last paragraph because it's something that I have personally been trying to work on and I've been trying to teach on it more that we really do need to work on our mark making uh, confident marks gestural marks but correct marks and that only comes from really practicing drawing and I would like to introduce to uh, my patrons a way to get better at that for us to improve on our mark making so I'm going to be coming up with some more exercises like one of the gestural exercises we had um, probably a few months ago but I think those will be things that will help all of us and it's a lot of fun all right patrons I hope you enjoyed this very first reading I hope you will also take the little quiz that I will have in the post and also I hope you will comment and let me know what you think of this audio format where you can conveniently listen and read the pages yourself thanks so much patrons and as always happy painting <laughs>